Welcome back, Rage Nation. Got myself Pete here. That's yeah. not really exciting. You got Senior Dixon. I don't think that's appropriate. And you got Monsieur Leopard. Explorers deserved it. No. Absolutely. I was disgusted. I cannot believe they've done this. Why is wacky? Why is that good? It's just nonsense. I disagree on that. That's not possible. <laughs> We're getting the band back together. We're on a mission. Yeah. Now, now we've got a whole new list of things to complain about. Welcome back, Rage Nation. We are at it again. Got myself here with my boy, Dixon. Dixon, how's it going? Howdy, howdy. Dude, you gave me some of the best news. And you gave them to me in the middle of my demo. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was just kind of popping around the Discord, and all of a sudden, Edick was like, "Oh, by the way, check this out. Got Loki Brin on as well. Good to see you, Loki." And, Welcome back. Uh, yeah, uh, the GG Gaining Grounds Four dropped today, as far as being released. Yep. And I tell you what, good changes, my friend. Good changes in this one. I am, sh- I'm shook because uh, they removed most of the killing like yeah i, I think guard the stash is quote-unquote the killing mission now and it's still you don't really need to kill that much yeah the the time of killers is over and the the time of schemers has uh has come upon us here oh yeah false claim baby false claim op so yeah looking at all this definitely excited we're going to get into the ins and outs of that today just talking about uh, the new strategies, talk about the schemes that we like and kind of reactions to them, uh, maybe some surprises that we saw, and then uh, some some keywords and minions that we think are got a nice little boost with this. So before we get into that, make sure that you guys are checking us out. You can do that on our Discord, which has been hopping with all these changes. Lots of conversations, lots of newbies asking questions, lots of pros that are uh, yeah talking about some of the, the fun things they're going to do in this Gaining Grounds for. And then you can also check us out on Twitter. You can see the YouTube channel. We've been putting out a lot of content on that. Just some live reactions to some some games that I've played. Going to do a video on some of these minions that I think are getting a boost with this Gaining Grounds. And just other things we're going to do as uh, as content just becomes more video. So be on the lookout for that. Subscribe to that. And if you want to support what we're doing with all of this, make sure that you do that through patreon.com slash ragequitwire, where you can be a patron for as little as a dollar. You get to be on the live recordings. You can chat questions while we're recording. You also get early access to the episodes. And we do uh, kind of quarterly give- giveaways where sometimes we'll have models or boxes that we just give to the patrons. I'm sending out a couple of stickers to the uh, some of the patrons this month, so It'll be fun for them to get that. Uh, and then you can also support us directly through uh, Weird Store. You can do that through Give Us Your Money, Please. Thank you, dash weird.com slash ragequitwire. And a little bit of that kicks back to the podcast. So that being said, I think the biggest complaint with this gaining grounds is specifically people that have been playing pretty consistently over this past year. Uh, it's just, it's been a very grindy, I'm going to build a very hard to kill list and I'm going to sit on these points and you have to try to get through my 
brick wall while I try to chip down yours. So, and to clarify, you mean GG3. Yes. That problem with GG3 was, and yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, it basically just became a giant like slug fest where, you know, we were starting to see, especially in cursed objects, there was a lot of double master lists with very small uh, amount of models that could get cursed tokens in GG3. Uh, a lot of the schemes were built around killing. And even the interact uh, strategy, carve a path in gaining grounds three, you, you, you could do that even while engaged. So a lot of your typical schemers would like, don't mind me, that didn't even matter. So we really didn't see a lot of that in gaining grounds three, but man, oh man, did we get some changes on this one, Dixon? Yeah. I, I gotta say, I heard that though. I want to like spend a little bit on that. Don't mind me was infuriating at one point because yeah. it did not matter for like 90% of the stuff. It was actually harder to find a reason where don't mind me was great. And that was weird. Yeah, literally didn't matter. I mean, there was a couple times, I think, throughout the GG where I I had a don't mind me model that was engaged. And I was like, oh, I can actually, you know, disengage and still interact and all this stuff. And that came up a couple times when I was playing Nelly. But uh, but yeah, that was about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I literally I can only think of one in the last like eight months in our games. Yeah. When I used a bookkeeper that disengaged and then interacted. Yeah, we were playing that. I don't yeah, know if you remember the, that. Yeah, the newsy was trying to run him down, and I made you disengage, and I was all excited, and you're like, but he has Don't Mind Me, and that and, was the one time it came up. <laughs> and literally, exactly, it's so rare that that moment became memorable because it was that rare in GG3. <laughs> yeah, so let's go ahead and, I mean, let's just jump right into this. Um, so the strategies, we only have one. So actually, I'm going to say kind of two. But we have one that's coming back. So people that have played in previous seasons or Henchman Hardcore uh, are going to notice that Plant Explosive is a back. I don't know if you're happy. I don't know if you like Plant Explosives, Dixon, but I'm fine with that one. So I, reading through it, uh, this is this is what I wrote in my notes. Uh, I mean, well, do you want us to go into our notes already? or yeah, you... I'm, yeah, let's just start kind of grinding through these a bit, right. just talking what we think. So what I wrote... Uh, ex uh, plants explosives. There's only five bombs total. You have to plant four, and they have to stay on the table for you to win all four points. Uh, and there's no way to get more. Like, uh, if if they get removed somehow by killing the model, and there's nobody within three, it's huge. So kidnapping models becomes like super important in this mission. Yeah, I also think the fact that the way you can kind of counter that a bit is by taking your opponents. Uh, explosive markers so you can bring those back to your table half essentially that's another way yeah so but, yeah but there's only 10 so yeah when they go away that that makes a difference right well killing them and there's not a, i think it was like n no friendly model within three inches friendly of that model that's one and so basically burying them you can bury them you can kidnap them you can obey them away lure yeah, I was looking at that. It's actually so if a model's killed and the opposing crew is within three of the killed model, it gains the token. So it's not even a friendly that gains it. It goes to the opponent. Uh, so it's any model within three. So basically you have to kill them killed when model. they're by themselves. It says a model in the opposing crew within three. So it's a fr it is friendly then. 
Yeah, I mean, let me just read it. I've got yeah, it's kind of worded a little weird. <laughs> but yeah, the general gist of it is isolate and kill because you don't get more plant, uh, you don't get more explosive tokens. You have to yeah. get them from the enemy. Yep. So, and I mean, people played this one before, so I think it's it's a pretty interesting strategy. I, d I don't have any problems with it. I do like stealing uh, your opponent's explosive markers. So you do have to be kind of careful where you lay those down. And you can't lay them down like in a cluster. They have to be six inches away from each other. So yeah. it's kind of a problem for some bubble crews. Oh, yeah. It also deployment. Uh, I can see corner deployment being even a bigger issue. So you have to get like a fast crew that can scheme a lot. <laughs> Yeah, and I think we're going to see that theme with a lot of these uh, strategies and schemes where mobility, I think, is going to be king uh, in most of these uh, pools that we're going to see in this GG. Uh, I don't have a lot to say about plant explosives. It's just good. It's good to see it back. Uh, it's kind of like Turf War, where when you see it pop up and it gaining grounds, you're just like, yeah, this this feels right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is a good I, one. Literally, that was the one that I wrote the, the most about. Uh, it was just that. It's like, wow, there's a very limited amount of markers. I will note with plant explosives, though, is you do have to interact to discard the marker. And it doesn't say that you ignore melee ranges. So you do have to be either not engaged or don't have or have don't mind me to put your markers down. Yeah. And I, I even opened up a list of like how many models with don't mind me at word. Uh, they're not obviously all in my top five models that gain potential. But I got two of them there. Yeah. Yeah, we'll definitely get into that uh, at the end of this after we're done running down it. Uh, Dixon, I got to give you some kudos here, though, because moving on to Raid the Vaults. Yeah. This was your fix for Guard the Stash. I Yeah, I'm so glad. Like, I don't know if they listened to the podcast, but thank you. Because it was like literally the exact change. I was like, make it count more. <laughs> yeah, so those that don't remember what Dixon said, basically for Guard the Stash, you get points if you have more models around either the middle markers or the markers in your enemy's kind of deployment area or their half of the board. And Dixon's argument was like, okay, why don't we make the far ones worth more? That way, if you're engaging the harder, you know, stash markers, you get two VPs for that. And then you get one if you control the middle one. And that's basically the the change they made for Raid the Vault. It's it's exactly like Guard the Stash, except for you get two VPs if you're on the back strategy markers. And I love that they actually specify why they didn't change Guard the Stash. They want Guard the Stash to stay the same uh, because it's an option for GG All. So like, there's yeah. players out there that actually play GG All and just you know let it loose. Yep. Yeah, I, I'm fine with that. It's Guard the Stash kind of had its own, you know, feel to it, but Raid the Vault, it's it's very similar. But this is the one where it's like, this is kind of going to be your killy strategy because you're sitting on a point and you have to outlast your opponent. So though you do get more points for the back marker, so that does open up very mobile crews to just go and be kind of on your opponent's half of the board. Yeah, this is actually, uh, I, I immediately thought of Ambrose. When yeah. I read, yeah, because I was like, so how would I change my list? And I remember the list that Ambrose had with the two silhouettes in, in uh, First Mate. And okay. I could think, yeah, because I can hold the front with, like, you know, the Emissary and, and uh, the Kurgan. Yeah. So I like that. I like that idea. Okay. 
Yeah, so I'm I'm good with that one. That one's a nice little mix up uh, from the other because honestly, the strategies here are very interact scheming heavy. So it's nice to have this one kind of as your all right. Let's sit and kind of brawl a little bit or not, and and now the other ones are kind of more a little more intensive with your interacts. So uh, what do you think of cloak and dagger, Dixon? Kind of what do you think of it, and what is it generally? I'll let you explain this one. So basically you have to get into uh, markers, right? Yep. And you have to get markers, if I remember correctly, you have to have more than the VPs that you score at the end of the turn, right? Yep. Yeah, uh, you basically discard them. So you interact with the strategy markers, then I think there's four of them on the center line. Right. And when you interact with them, you get an intel on your model, but then your opponent either, I think it's a push or a place is No, a, place. It's yeah. a place. Four inches. Uh, anywhere within. So it's not uh, completely. It's just anywhere within four. And it's crazy because it's like a back and forth. It's like you can only, yeah. you can't double interact. Yeah, unless you did like, okay, I'm going to interact. They place it four. Then I have to leap. And then I interact again. Then they place it again. Exactly. So, okay. So in that sense, you're right. You can double interact with models like that. But then they can kind of lure, they can place it where if you're going to do that, it almost can like lure your model into their crew. <laughs> true. Also true. So there's some interesting back and forth. But at the end of the turn, you basically discard as many Intel markers as you can on as many models as you want. So if a model has two Intel markers, you can discard all of them to score either one for turn two or two for turn uh, three. So yeah. you can keep them on models from turn to turn. Yeah, uh, but it's... It's not easy. Like, you're definitely going to be playing uh, a kind of similar way that the, you play uh, Carbon Path. So, this yeah. is probably going to be your new Carbon Path. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I, you can also steal uh, Intel markers from models. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yes, you're right. You can steal them. Uh, do they have the limitation? Because I don't remember you, uh, the ignoring. Yeah, you can take one ignoring that model's engagement range. So, yeah. Yeah, this one, you you can ignore it as far as uh, taking it from a model. But if you take the interacting... Um, you cannot take another one. Yeah. Because Onto the end phase, the target may not take an Intel token again from that model. That's the only thing that I thought was a little cumbersome is you have to kind of keep track of like, oh, this model took one from that, so it can't you know lose that to whatever. And I'm just... I'm like, okay, I mean, we got to keep track of that somehow, but I guess in game it it might be a little clunky, but we'll, uh, we'll figure that out. Wait, so you, okay, so the way I read it was that model that stole it cannot steal again from that same model, but other models can steal from that model. It says the target may not take an Intel token from this model. So it's saying like, I take, I took it from that model, that model now can't take it back from me. Is the way I read that. Interesting. I'm, I'm going to have to read this more carefully later. There's a, a little bit intensive for that. I think that's the way that's worded. Um, because like I said, it says, we'll just kind of go through the whole thing again there. It says <laughs> that it can interact action targeting an enemy model to take one of the target's intel tokens, ignoring the engagement range. Until the end phase, the target may not take an Intel token from this model. So it's saying the model that you took it from can't take it back from you. Oh, okay, okay. So you can take multiple interact actions on the same model. It's just that the model that you took the interact action on cannot take it back. Yeah. 
Oh, that's crazy. So you would have to get other models to come in and steal the Intel, you know, token from that model. Oh my lord. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's kind of it's kind of uh it's kind of interesting and I I can see some reasons why they did it. Maybe mm. I would I would just I don't know, maybe the playtesters had some weird interactions where it caused some problems. Okay. Okay. I'll pick it up when you throw it down. I'm still a little bit uh, confused. I'm going to read it more detail, like, multiple times. So yeah. That, you know, the translation going in my head. But it is awesome and cool that we have a different scheme uh, mission now. Yeah. Yeah, and I just like the idea of going in and stealing somebody's intelligence and then just leaping out and going away. That is also true. Like, That's you'll never catch me, copper, ha, and yeah. then run away. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's going to be hilarious. Just like hop, grab, hop, grab. Where are you going to put the markers? You can't put them in the deployment zone, right? All right. that I'm, I'm going to try to see if, I, if somebody wants to play this mission first. Yeah, it's definitely going to be fun and interesting to see how that one plays out. Oh, yeah. Uh, I do like the idea of Cloak and Dagger. <laughs> oh, my God, Bryn. <laughs> Loki Bryn's a monster. He's like Mr. Tannen. That's where you put him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, let me let me also add because uh, he he actually brought something by saying Mister Sand and reminded me, chatty models. Now yeah. chatty models actually went up in in value. Oh, people said Zip's going to be a monster. Yeah, yep. Anything that has chatty now, the value just went like insane. I didn't even put them in my list, but because of the Tannen comment, I I gotta start looking into that. Yeah, not many models have chatty, but the ones that do, it's it's gold for Bro, this you, kind of situation. You got one of the best chatty models in the game right now. The yeah. White Rabbit Co. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> zip. And zip. Yeah. Yeah, Nelly's gonna be a monster again. People oh, forgot people have forgotten about Nelly, but they shouldn't have. People have forgotten what they shouldn't have forgotten. <laughs> Uh, I, I will say the idea of this next one is actually more exciting to me, and that's stuff the ballots. I just love the idea of this, that you're fighting over all these markers, and you're literally getting as many votes in there as you can, and that's kind of how you're competing. So basically, there's seven of these markers, so there's... there's uh, So easy way to describe it. Uh, three, one in the center, one in each uh, edge of the center, mm -hmm. and then one in every center Quarter. of the quarters. Yeah. So, it, like, if you make the the map a diamond, it should be four that make a, a square, and then three that are center. Yeah. So basically, if you have more votes in one of those strategy markers than your opponent, you get a point if you have more than you scored previously. So. Basically, you just interact within an inch of these markers, just stuffing as many votes as you can into it. However, once it reaches six, it zeroes out. So if you stuff the box too much, it zeroes out. So you can be fighting like, you know, we both have two in this in this poll, and then we one has three, and I'm like, you want to know what? I'd rather neither of us score it, so I throw another <laughs> one in there, and it clears out to zero. Yep. Oh, it, it, it's going to be a race because you might not kill each other. You might just, like, drop one and smack the other person in the face instead of, like, putting two in a row. It's going to be interesting. I, I want to put it on the table just to see how weird this gets. And and it is interesting to note here that you can't interact with these turn one. So you can't, uh, like, yeah. stuff your own ballot boxes in the back and then take off. 
Yep. However, you can leave somebody in the back to do that turn two forward. Mm-hmm. So I can see a game where it's like, oh, I bring like, you know, two or three Sillerids and then yep. I have one that his job is just to stuff the ballot box the whole game in my so deployment zone. The Yeah, you can you, uh, in Swamp Fiend, which is like the first thing I'm going to try for this mission when I play it. Uh, you can have a four point uh, little firefly, the Will-O-Wisp, just start uh, stuffing them. Now, do know the ones in your side of the table don't count for you. Yeah. It's the middle ones forward. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. If you, if you put them in your own on your table half, mm-hmm. that just is for pure denial. You can't score exactly. off those. You, you, have to, you have to get two <laughs> to score off of the ones in your side of the table. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you just kind of put, put two in there. And I mean, if you have the AP, you could just throw three in there and just be like, all right, you got to put it three in there just to get it to zero and then one more to score it. I mean, yep. Yep. If you have the AP efficiency, you could probably do that. But that's why this is so interesting because you have some crews that are so efficient with the number of APs they get that they re- those crews are going to be so good in this gaining grounds. Yes. Yeah, I like the comment. Uh, he didn't change his name uh, on the chat, but like he put Seamus over the halfway line has a bonus fourth AP to teleport, chuck three boats in, and blow you away. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, because they are blocking impassable height five terrain. So, guess what? Seamus can go ahead and teleport to him. That's fun. Yeah, it's nuts. Also, a reason why I like Hucksters in this uh, GG. He that Hucksters are in my list. Yep. <laughs> so, what do you generally think of the strategies, Dixon? Uh I mean, I love obviously raid because literally exactly what I wanted. Yep. Uh, ballots. I am. Very excited for a very dumb reason. Obey is back, baby. Obey is back. So why do you say, why do you say that? <laughs> in ballots, you can actually obey enemies into putting a vote for you. Well, that seems stupid. That is not. <laughs> come on now. You can't get mad. It's adorable. It's I, the best. I can get mad. And I think Weird specifically said because it's funny that they can coerce you to stuff your ballot against yourself. That's exactly right. vote against your best interest (laughs) also significant totems are going to be very good in this edition Uh, they have a purpose again so good job (laughs) (laughs) oh that's so funny yep so I'm I'm excited you get criers now with obey yeah so they can't send a model that's six points uh, and not expect to get obeyed that's crazy yeah, this is a this is going to be a good one. Uh, it is very interacting heavy though, and that can be. So I was thinking about Somer into these strategies, and some of them can be tough because I feel like Somer doesn't want, still doesn't want to spread out a ton. Like you can spread out, but it's kind of more of a it's just a bigger bubble. Like it just allows you to flex more. So I I was looking at these and I'm like, okay, raid the vault. Somer can do that. Uh, Somer can probably do some like cloak and dagger-ish stuff, but he really wants to fight around the middle. So some of these might test out his new keyword pretty good. I'm kind of excited to see what Big Hat's going to do with these new strats. Uh, you have a lot of schemes that drop scheme markers. I was going to say the schemes kind of make up for it. <laughs> yeah. That being said, there's also one more thing uh, that I thought about. Oh, Zip2. Zip2 
with the sneaky uh, interact. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to also come in, in into fact, too. Yeah, Kevin brought up a good point in the chat, talking about Terra is going to be back. Yeah, Terra 1 is going to be a monster again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like a whole bunch of forgotten models and masters that are going to come back. Yeah, and, you know, that's the great thing about gaining ground switches is that when you switch it up like this, it's like, oh, my goodness, this, this master just became a monster. <laughs> Yep, yep, absolutely. Uh, Loki says, Chi uh, and Gone is going to be uh, awesome. And I'm like, hmm. I mean, they were still good. They didn't. Yeah. <laughs> when did exactly Chi and Gone There were so awesome? many Chi and Gong players in Houston. It was ridiculous. It was annoying. <laughs> he did say still. Okay, he did He did say still. That's true, that's true. Yeah. He, I just didn't notice it. I'm sorry. Reading's not our strong point, Loki. You got to realize that. Mine. What do you think I, I have to like, I don't, reread all this? Stuff? I was going to say you're you're at least bilingual. I don't have an excuse besides just my own ignorance. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's get oh, another thing before we get to the the models. General changes. Uh, there's only one big one. It's uh, summon models now get a summon token, even if they don't get a summon upgrade. I mean, yeah, yeah. Even if they don't get a summon upgrade, or even if they get a normal upgrade. Like, before somebody said that the big head models that were summoned didn't count as summon models. Yeah, because they didn't have a summoned upgrade or a token, but they clarified right. that. So now it's strictly, if you're summoned and you didn't get a summon upgrade, you get a token regardless of. Yeah, and looking at, before we get into kind of some of these models, I do want to hit up these schemes because, I mean, most of these have been around before. But there are probably about, I don't know, four or five new ones. So I'll just kind of, I'm not going to read through what each one is. I'm just going to kind of read through them all. And then we'll kind of just talk about generally what we think. So they brought uh, Let Them Bleed Back. They have Deathbeds, Power Ritual, In Your Face, Deliver a Message, Outflank, Hold Up Their Forces, Espionage, Sweating Bullets, Information Overload, Take Prisoner, Protected Territory, and Ensnare. So off of the ones that came back, Dixon, which ones are the ones that you're like, yes, I'm glad they brought this back? Uh, it's kind of hard to say. I'm always been, I've always been a fan of Deliver a Message. So <laughs> Death Bets and Deliver a Message, I'm happy that it's back. Uh, in your face, staying but changing is kind of weird. How did they change it? Uh, if I remember, one second, sorry. You're good. Uh, say your piece while this finishes over here. Okay. So while we're waiting on, on Dixon's uh, noisy neighbors there, <laughs> but I'm also glad that they brought Deathbeds back uh, just because I think Deathbeds is an interesting uh, interesting scheme where you basically got to set up the kill. So it rewards people that kind of plan that out, and uh, and that's always fun. And I'm also happy that they brought Outflank back I know a lot of people hate that scheme because they feel like it's telegraphed and some boards it's hard to score it. But I like either feigning outflank with Bayou uh, uh, with the uh, Bushwhackers because I'll just feign it. I'll just have them on the center line and drop a scheme marker and they just have to guess if that's there or not. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, it's quick what they did for In Your Face. It's now known Master Model. Uh, before, if you were playing double masters, you could declare your your other master as your in your face. Yeah, yep. and I will. And 
uh, to finish. Yeah, go ahead. They specified it has to be hired. So you know models that like the effigies that will go into the emissary? Mm-hmm. It doesn't count. Yeah, and I, I will point as well that there really are only about three of these schemes that are killy. And it's kind of interesting. I'm like, okay, there's... Because traditionally, if for those newer newer players, schemes are either kill-based, they're either scheme or, or marker-based, or they're position-based. So there's kind of usually those three caveats on how you're going to score that scheme on the two different reveal and the endpoints end for that. So the fact that there's only three, that just reinforces once again that this is going to be a very positional, very scheme-heavy, marker-heavy kind of uh, gaining grounds. Dude, I gotta, I gotta say this part. Ensnare is giving um, false claim like an absurd amount of power, and the new spread amount, the information overload, is obscene because it's like spread amount is it was hard to pull off because you had to do it ten inches away from each other. Yep. This one just requires you that they're on the enemy side of the table. Yeah, they still have a pseudo spread them out with uh, with protected territory. That's kind of with the new one where it's like, okay, you have to have two that are ten inches apart, and you have to have more than your opponent, um, or not within three inches of an enemy model. I guess that's that one. The information overload. That's the one where it's like, I think you have, yeah, you have to have more than your opponent. Um, but I thought ensnare was pretty ingenious because this is actually kind of a different way that they, I don't think they've built a scheme like this before where you score when a model activates. Yes. So if a model activates before any trigger, so that means before they get any push, before they get anything, if they're within two scheme markers, I believe it's two scheme markers, you yep. score the VP. That's why I said false claim because he can literally activate a model with false claim. They chuck the two and if they die, you still score one point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, I mean, they could even like take damage from something, but before that happens, when they activate, you're still going to score it. So it's it's just yeah. it's the first time we see a scheme like this, and it's definitely very very interesting. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, it's hilarious. I start literally in my list. There's three models with uh, false claim. <laughs> yeah, they just gain that much power. I think sweating bullets is kind of that's sweating bullets is probably the only one I saw that I. I don't know how much I'm going to take sweating bullets because you uh, have to choose a friendly non-leader model. So this model has to survive, right? This is kind of like Vendetta. And then at the end of the turn, if you are within six of the center point and engaging an enemy master or henchman, then you score a VP. So it's kind of like a... It's a mix of two. It's like a catch and release, but you have to be within the center. Yep. It's like secret meetup. I think it's the other one. So yeah. secret meetup and Vendetta. Yeah. And catch and release. But if you play against an opponent who just doesn't go near the center, it's like, oh, I'm just not scoring this. Cool. Because even the second point, you have to be within six of the center, right? Uh, No. The the second one is just the enemy master is not within six or it's not engaged while within six of the center. Okay. Yeah, that's it. It's either or. And I like it because, like, you can get a VP at least from masters, like you said, the masters that don't want to move to the center. Yeah. Like, I'm playing uh, either Titania 2 or um, <laughs> whatchamacallit, uh, Sorida, and I'm like, I gotta run to the center before the end of the game. Yeah. 
I do love that they brought uh, Take Prisoner back too, because Take Prisoner is always good for like models that have up we go or you're coming with me to just kind of like take a, I think it's a minion or enforcer and just bring them to your crew pretty much. And then just kidnap them and don't even kill them. You just take them prisoner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, this is going to be interesting because if you see Take the Prisoner on the pool, you may just get nothing but a henchman. Yeah. Yeah. That'd True. be hilarious. I mean, your opponent's not going to pick, take the prisoner after that, but you get my point. It's like, yeah. oh, crap, that's not an option. Yeah, there are <laughs> ways, and that's something I've tried to get a little better at is actually building my my crew to kind of fit the scheme pool a little bit. And that's like in Houston, I didn't bring the Corfi duet a couple of times because I was like, Vendetta was in the pool. And I was like, well, she's hard to kill, but you can get Vendetta points off her if you have the right tech and you know abilities and flips and all that. So you, you do kind of be like, okay, I, I do have good Vendetta models that the opponent can target. I need to be careful of that. Yeah, yeah that's true. I wonder so, if there's actually something here that makes me not want to pick them, but uh, I haven't thought about it yet. Yeah, and uh, the new schemes seem pretty cool. There's some good old ones in here. I'm not going to go through all of them, but oh. it, just going through them, there's just a ton of just you put scheme markers to score points. Yep, yep. I don't know why they keep trying to... Uh, I, I just want to point this one out. I don't know why they keep trying to push uh, outflank on us. You know... I just told you I was happy that came back. No, no. <laughs> what was it? That's... I... I think you're wrong. Let me put it that way. <laughs> uh, what is it called? Like, stop making fetch happen? Yeah, stop making outflank happen, dang it. Stop trying to make it happen. <laughs> what? So, what don't you like about outflank? I mean, you like it because you like to play bushwhackers. I yeah. hate it because I hate playing against bushwhackers. I mean, so you have to have two models within three of where the center line meets the ed yeah. table edge. And yeah. at least one of them is within three inches of a friendly ski marker. Yeah, they made it easier. Because, like, before each model... They had both to had within... to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, that's it. That's all that changed. I, hate, I just hate this thing because it's just, like... It is... It, what's the word when you, like, can see it coming a mile away? It's telegraph. This shit is telegraph. Yeah. From like a thousand leagues. He's like, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> but there's some crews that can score it easy. And it's like, okay, are you going to come over here and deal with this? And now you're out of position. So, and I've had models come over and try to deal with bushwhackers. And then I just drop a uh, soulstone miner on top of them and kill whatever little crappy thing they sent over to kill it. Yep, yep. I mean, power ritual... It describes exactly what you just said, and I still like the scheme. I don't know. I just, I guess I just don't like Outflank. Yeah, I think Power Ritual, if you have the mobility, is definitely a lot easier to score, I think, than Outflank. Um, I do like, uh, what's the one that they, it's basically Breakthrough, but it's more conditional. What is it? It's uh... Uh, Oh, man, that's a good question. I got to look it up. Yeah, uh, I'm looking at it right now. Hold up their forces. No, hold up your forces. You basically have roadblocks. It's the uh, it's espionage. It's more complex breakthrough. So you have to have uh, one scheme marker on the center line and then one in the deployment zone. Whoa. And then, yeah. And then? And then I was going to say the second point, you have to have uh, three. I think you have to have one in your deployment zone on the center line and then in the enemy deployment zone. Okay, that's interesting i'm not gonna say it's easier but 
It's all scheme marker related specifically, which is a strength of Big Head. So I guess this is one of your schemes. Yeah, I mean, it, it could definitely be good. Yeah, I mean, it's espionage just, and power ritual. It's more interesting because I think breakthrough is just so like lackadaisical, like easy to get. Like unless it was a certain deployment zone and your opponent kind of just was actively harassing you to not get the point. It was pretty, like, I think that was a good newbie scheme. Like, Breakthrough was a good new scheme, right? <laughs> I, love, I love Loki Rin's comment. Auster and Twiggy will be so cool to play again. I'm like, dude, she was never bad. I don't get it. People thought this model was bad? No, I, I just think she was better in GG2, and then GG3 happened, and then it's like, okay, mm. she's just not as good. Yeah, I mean, I still picked her when I, certain schemes were on the pool, but you're right. She was better in GG2. Yeah. In three, though, I think she's just going to print points. Just like, oh, drop a ski marker here, drop a ski marker there. Because <laughs> she does it, uh, for the listeners that don't know what she does, she basically drops ski markers within eight inches of her. You have to, like, get the cards and stuff for it, but it's yeah. not that hard. Yeah, and I I think kind of pivoting on this a little bit, Dixon, if you were, if you were teaching a new player how to play in Gaining Grounds 4... What schemes do you think are good for a new player? Uh, I always pick schemes that are more oriented to scheme markers. So I would probably pick uh, Power Ritual. Uh, probably also uh, uh, Outflank, just because I don't like it doesn't mean that it's not good for newer players. Yep. And then I would add in uh, Ensnare, In Your Face, and Information Overload. Those are the five. Yeah, I think in your face is really good just because you have to go up and you just, a newer player, you're like, oh, cool, you're playing Lady J1. Go kill something that is, you know, decent amount of points. Uh, I think espionage, maybe that one could be because you're just dropping a couple scheme markers. I actually think delivering a message is pretty good score because you just literally walk up to a master or henchman and interact with them. Huh. Okay, so I, I thought that, okay, so the targeted model is not treated as being engaged. Okay, so that is the re I missed that when I was reading it. Yep. So basically, you just go in, you interact with it, um, and that that's pretty much it. Is you're just, like, delivering the message, and at, at the end game, if the enemy master or leader is within two or line of sight of a friendly scheme marker, you gain another VP. So that one's, I think that's pretty easy for a newer player to do. Um, and I think the ones you said too are, so there's definitely, I'd say five or six of these that are really good for newer players. Yes. The one that I would try not to give to newer players if I can avoid it is deathbeds. Yeah. I deathbeds guess. can be tough timing wise. Yes. Cause like people are going to be, uh, what's the word when like, the phrase, whenever you're thinking too much analysis paralysis. Yeah. Yeah. People get a lot of analysis paralysis when they're reading deathbeds and newer, like today's, uh, the demo that I was telling you about, it was only 25 points and we played for two and a half hours. Yeah. You know that I play fast, so it was just my opponent trying to think through his steps. And we yeah. only got to like round three. Yeah, there's a lot going on for newer players to really think of. So once yeah. they have the mechanics down, you just want to be like, yeah, here's some easy, like, it's almost like when you get a pool, it's like, yep. look for these, these schemes because these are ones that you can at least kind of you know, you know what you're trying to do. You're not trying to outwit your opponent. You're just like, I'm doing this. Yes. And I, I show cards and stuff like, yeah, I try to make sure that the opponents, when I'm doing the demo, that they know exactly what's happening. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, um, I'm a, I'm a big fan of, of this. Like I said, 
there's not too many of these that I don't think I I wouldn't take. I think sweating bullets and let them bleed are the two that I would least take out of all these schemes. Okay. Uh, let them bleed. I it used to be. I think that was GG two. If not, yes. it was one. But no, I never it, I never picked it. it. It it's been around for longer than that. It was in one and zero and probably in two as M two E as well. So. Uh, yeah, Let Them Be has just been around for a while. Well, because um, I feel like, because you have to have two of the most expensive models have to be <laughs> below half health. And yes. I'm like, that is so hard to control and score consistently. If I were, I mean, I will, I still take it. Like, I used to take it and score it. It wasn't easy, but it was very doable with the way that I play. Well, I mean, you just kind of do the scorched earth, just try to kill everything. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have I have like four models that are going to Dick, fight your Dixon's entire a, crew. Dixon's a headhunter, so <laughs> yeah, well, no, no, but like it's specific. Like we we've seen it. It's a very specific type. It's like I have like four models that are gonna fight the entire enemy crew, and then there's like one or two models in the back just like doing points and schemes. Yeah, Logie Brin said he only saw let them bleed taken once in a tournament. <laughs> yeah, no, I've I've done him regularly. Like it's it's just one of those missions that I, I think you just have to have a lot of violence in your heart for uh, yes. let them bleed. And you know, I'm a soft soul, so you know that's nice <laughs> crap. <laughs> I, I'm just I'm more of a scalpel. That's why I like deathbeds. <laughs> yeah, well, I actually I want to talk about the models that we were thinking about when we were doing this because I think this is just gonna give an image to our listeners of what we mean when yeah. we talk about these schemes. Yeah, so uh, so what I want to do first, though, so we did have a question from Photon, who I believe okay. is uh, at work. Gotcha. But, but because Photon is a patron, I did want to get this out there. Yeah. So Photon did ask, what keywords do you think we'll be seeing a lot more in this GG4? So what are some keywords where you're like, oh, yeah, we're going to see a lot of this, oh. a lot of that? Journalists, a thousand percent. This is Nelly's uh, cookbook. Like literally, she's just gonna she's gonna cook. Yeah, I think I think Nelly. I think we're gonna see a lot of performers with Colette, including Colette yeah. One. Yeah. I think we're going to see. Um, oh, I just had him in my mind. Why did I just blink on that? <laughs> Arcanist, not by you. Okay, so we got. The MSU. Lucius, I think Lucius is another one that you'll yeah. see more. We got MSU, we got Lucius's Mimic and Elite actually uh, are going to come in in hand because there's like two models in Elite that are really good for scoring schemes and stuff. Yep. Uh, there's uh, McCabe. McCabe is coming like uh, harder now than before because now he doesn't even have to stand and fight. He can just use his mobility. So Horse McCabe is going to be better. And this is actually what I was telling my my local Trevor that I, pl I play a lot of Malfo with here in Kansas. Mm -hmm. He picked up Anya, and I was like, dude, if they swing heavy into schemes, Anya is going to be a beast again. And Anya, uh, yeah, that's another keyword that we're going to have to look into because Anya drops scheme markers at range. Yeah, and she punishes people, right? So it's not even just yeah. dropping that. It's like so much hazardous terrain as well that yep. it's just brutal. Models that change, like uh, Subversion, I think it's called, or Subterfuge, is an ability that whenever somebody drops a scheme marker, you can discard a card to drop one of yours instead. That's going to be big. There's, there's, yeah, I'm, well, that's the reason why I was like, if we start talking about the models uh, like that, for example, I said Hucksters, False Witnesses, and Union Miners are going to come back stronger because they have False Claim. 
So what do you think about that? Models with false claim. Yeah, false claims just going to be good, right? I mean, I had, and I'm going to put out a video for YouTube on just minions that I think are going to boost from this GG. Mm-hmm. And I, I did put hucksters as one of those because yeah. not only that, they have secret passage. Yes. So that's, that's they're huge. able to teleport around the board as well. Yeah, so McCabe makes that McCabe horse guy makes that easier, and McCabe horse guy also has right with me and movement seven. I also That's think insane. you're just going to see him out of keyword more. Uh, the huckster, yes, yeah, because yeah, he's a ten thunders model. Why wouldn't you see a ten thunders model out of keyword? I don't know. <laughs> yep, I thought uh, a couple other models that I think are just going to be super good in this GG. Mm-hmm. I think prospectors for outcasts are going to be amazing. Yes, they're not as good as, say, your smugglers. Smugglers are going to go nuts. But yes, they're great. Uh, Lamplighters, that's another one that I was like thinking about going, holy crap, this is going to get out of, out what, of hand. What do you like about the Lamplighters? They, they still do uh, interact at range. So you can still interact at range from the lamps. Yeah. Yeah, so you can like drop a, a dim uh, lamp like nearby a voting ballot or, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, one of the markers in, in Cloak and Dagger. Yeah, they're going to go ham. Yeah. I also said that this is the gaining grounds where I get to play my Rooster Riders again. Oh, my God, that's true. They're Speed 7 and Reckless. Yeah, so <gasps> Speed 7 just running up. They're going to be stuffing ballot boxes. They're going to be moving explosives. They're, they're going to be killing scheme runners. I wonder how many people are going to actually try to go the inverse. And instead of going heavy into a scheme, they're going to try to kill the schemers before they get points. I think that's, I think that's still a thing. I think that's why, like, I think we're going to see more minions mm-hmm. uh, just because it's, it's going to be a more mobile and it's, you actually can do some of the interacting turn one to set up VPs. Yes. So I think we're going to see more minions that are squishy. Mm-hmm. But I think that's we're still going to see people like the first mate. We're still going to see people yes. that can, you know, like young Nephilim, I think are squishy or they're good at yep. killing squishy scheme runners and they're good enough at scheming that they're really good. So thinking about it like this, just gut feeling, I want to say Seeker is going to be better than the, the Syndicate. But I assume that you think that the Syndicate is going to be better than Seeker. Um. Yeah, I think so. I I think so. Just because of they innately want to um, to mm. interact and do all this scheming stuff, and they just drop scheme markers. Whereas, I I mean, Jed's is kind of a bubble crew, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I, you can play her separately with two or three models, but I see, I see what you're saying. Yeah, uh, Ten Thunders. I think. The, the red library is going to be big because bookkeepers also have Don't Mind Me and North Terrain when they move. They have efficiency as a bonus action, which allows them to interact. I, I think that's going to be huge. So Lindley might even get better on this GG. And she was great before. Yeah, I think bookkeepers are pretty solid in this GG. Uh, and talking with... <laughs> I have some like-minded... Bayou individuals where we're we're talking in the chat about how Ulix and the pigs probably got a nice boost with this. Um, I think wild boars got really good. I think uh, Ulix one is probably better than Ulix two in this GG. It's just hmm. my hot opinion. I know you actually, I don't even know if you have Ulix one games. Have you played him before? Yeah, I, I'm not very good with him. Okay. I'm not very good with him. I tried him. Uh, I think I lost most of my games if I remember correctly. Yeah. 
and two was just such you know such delight that i just stopped trying yeah yeah i can tell you from having a decent amount of games with them that just the sheer just growing up pooping out pigs and <laughs> and then dying and dropping ski markers is just it's good Eventually, you overcome whatever the enemy can do. Ooh, removing scheme markers. <gasps> Bayou, the upgrade. Oh, yeah. Yo. Cups, Yo. I think MVP well, in and Bayou and is going to be the... Uh, to just finish my thought. Yeah. Uh, I think in Bayou, the MVP is going to be the emissary with that upgrade. Well, not not only that, but think about how many of Somer's models in Big Hat just remove scheme markers. Yeah, absolutely. But, like, that's what I'm saying, like, even if you don't play summer, I think the the Bayou emissary with the upgrade is just gonna be gangbusters in this edition. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't think you need the upgrade on that model, but I would definitely okay. have it on at least one model. That's fair. That's true. You just throw it on Zip, and Zip can just go clear him out himself. Oh my god, that's so great! That's so great. <laughs> uh, let's see here. I, so Loki Brin had a question about Parker. Do you think Parker is decent in this? Yeah, same reasoning that I said for the uh, upgrades in Bayou. Parker 1 just gets soul stones, if I remember correctly, from ski markers. Yeah, he can. Yeah, so that's gross. Yeah, I think Bandit's probably okay. I, I actually was listening to Jim talk on, on a couple of podcasts, and he's kind of putting a mini campaign out there to get uh, Bandit maybe reworked a little bit because yep. some of their minions are what you may call lackluster. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, Mr. Kevin. I do not believe that investigators will ever see the live day without yeah. a buff. But they're so fun. They're fun looking models, man. They are fantastic looking models, and they suck so hard. Don't, tried don't so you many sully times. Kevin's good name by saying investigators yeah. are crap. <laughs> it, dude, it's it's like a combination of a couple of things. They're like just so close. Uh, but yeah, they need a buff. Uh. Let's see here. I actually see some spots where, just to name a couple other ones that I was pretty excited about, I think test subjects, I can I can run those out again. Yep. Uh, Silurids, you and I talked about Silurids are obviously great again. Oh, yeah. Uh, you could probably slam three of those on the table and have a good time. Yeah, you might not actually need the first mate anymore. Yeah, maybe. I actually think Free Corman in, uh, in Von Schill. Mm-hmm. Probably pretty good. Um, They're just solid minions. For one more point, if I remember correctly, you get the sniper dude. Yeah, you get the scout. I think that would still be better. Yeah, it depends what you want to do. I like the free corpsman because you can take a point of damage to keep the upgrade. Hmm, so so okay. literally, you can go, you can put the boots on them, and you can leap, take a point of damage, and then just keep going. Hmm. Um any other minions that you uh, you're excited about? I got a whole list of them here. Go for it. Like literally, mine were the five that I said: Lamplighter, Bookkeeper, Union Miners, False Witness, and Huckster. So I'm not going to spoil it because I'm actually going to do a video on this where I mm -hmm. I kind of list these out and talk about what I like. Yeah. But I will say that I have a crown next to one minion, <laughs> and that crown belongs to the Gearlings. <laughs> <laughs> My, they're gonna get nerfed again maybe but they're not nerfed right now <laughs> yeah no for sure oh my god yeah so while uh while they're jamming in uh puerto rico there the uh the gearlings just have so much mobility and this the schemes for this for dropping and positioning is so just 
be in this spot, have these markers in that right spot. And they're for a five stone minion, they're just so hard to deal with where I just think gearlings are going to be supreme. Yeah, they're literally going to just need a, a nerf. They're just going to need a nerf. You think so, huh? Oh, dude, like they were fine before when like killing was an option. Now that killing is not really an option, they're just going to go crazy. Hmm. I do wonder if mole men might be a thing in this GG. I do love uh, a good, I do love a good mole man. Mole man, I gotta see again if they eat scheme markers easier, because uh, you definitely get more teleportation. Yeah, which can like you could just almost chain two mole men together and just have them go run a scheme together. Yeah, that's true. Or just surprise. Here's you know, a huge bear. Deal with it. Uh, that's a good point. Will we see the bear? Now that, you know, things change. I mean, I think you will, like, if you play Marcus into Raid the Vaults, mm -hmm. I think you'll still see him. That's what I'm saying. I think those fighty crews, that's their strategy, right? Yeah. Like, even if it's, even if you don't have killy schemes, Raid the Vaults is still your opportunity to be like, I'm going to kill. Yeah. I mean, I'm still going to have a mono like first mate going into your deployment. So, so that's yeah, the you have to account, I'm Yeah. So it's almost like you have to, uh, you have to turn around and go deal with it, right? Yeah, it, I'm going to score points if you here, don't. Here's a fun new player uh, story. I was playing, so I was the new player. This is like three years ago. And I was playing against one of my good friends, Scott. Um, and he he was playing Zip and I was playing, what was I playing? I was playing something that wanted to fight. So I'm, I don't remember what it was, but I just remember I was sitting there and I'm getting ready to like punch Zip in the face, right? So I'm like, I'm here in the middle, let's fight. And Zip's crew just flew over all my models and went to go score in the backfield. And I was just like, what? The? It's like, come back and fight me, you coward. Like, I, I was just so upset that he just flew away. And I just, I was sitting there just looking at my models like, but I don't have anything to fight now. That's so funny. Because <laughs> it, it, it takes a little bit to realize like, wait, this game's not about killing? It's like, yeah. It doesn't have to be. And this, this Gaining Grounds reminds us that we don't have to kill... We can just go do our scheming. We don't have to kill each other. Yeah, I uh, I don't know if I ever told you the story, but just a quick uh, thing. In V1, I remember giving demos where I would like kill my own models and still win the game just to like show. Us. I, I was a different person back then. <laughs> but like literally, that was like that was like, hey, see, I killed all of my own models and I still won the game, and they would be pissed. So don't do that, kids. <laughs> Stay in school. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this just, it opens up so much. I mean, just looking like we, we only have, you know, three people in the chat, but it's fun just seeing them kind of go back and forth like, hey, what about the Pigapole? Hey, what about Wong putting out, you know, scheme markers wherever he wants? And it's if, just, it, it's fun that people are now looking at this and just having a fresh kind of view on what they want to do into this new season. Oh, yeah. I mean, Pigapole might actually be back specifically for for certain schemes. You're like, okay. Pickleball just chucks a model 18 inches. I don't need the Pickleball for the rest of the game, and it scored me two VPs. Yeah, because essentially you could bring the Pickleball specifically yep. in Stuff the Balance, and then the Pickleball sits on one of those back objectives, strategies. It's shooting, it's maybe catapulting models you know, into different areas, and then once things kind of start to avoid it or move around it, you can just start stuffing votes in the ballot box. <laughs> Well, it's insignificant, so it is cannot it? do it. Yeah. Oh, I forgot, man. 
Yeah. Oh, again, the the number one reason why the pickup bolt was not taken was because it was insignificant, and and now it has a card. different job. Yeah. It's, it's been forever since I've looked at the pickup bolt because I haven't I bought know. it in like two two gaining grounds. Yeah, it's a fantastic model, and I used to use it specifically for the eighteen inch placement because I used to place my picks and and uh, I forgot if it was like maw or something that was tiny like that. But that was the point. The point of the pickup ball in those lists was put something tiny into the middle of my enemy crew. Yeah, yeah, you can do it with Maul because she's size two. But um, yeah, I've done it with plenty of masters where it's like, and hey, now we're up the board. Oh, well, that makes me sad. But anyways, you can still do that with those type of models where it's like, oh, yeah, you think, I don't know. Why would you like the pickup ball then in this just to get models into spots? That's what I mean. Literally just uh, put a model into the middle of the enemy crew. Gotcha. Uh, and so, like, you're paying. It's like me paying the the nine points from the Kurgan to put my master in the middle of the enemy crew in turn one. Hmm. Yeah, that's why. Also, piglets are really good. <laughs> oh, piglets are fantastic. Yeah. Anytime scheming becomes good, piglets are just amazing. They're just they're just really good models. Yep. 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 I'm trying um, to remember what it was that I did. I thought it was Ma, but like it's it was something, or probably it was Ma, and I was cheating because I didn't know that she was like size two. Which now that piglets are are able to scheme more, that actually mm -hmm. makes me value the sow more now because the sow just kind of poops out <gasps> piglets. Oh my god! So I'm kind of right. so I'm kind of like you know the sow might see some more table time now. You can actually just pop a piglet every turn. And just use them to get all of your schemes. So that's four VP from an eight point model. Yeah, yeah. There's no reason to not just poop out piglets. Wow, that's crazy. And you have to realize that for Ulix summoning piglets, you have to remove a scheme marker. So you can use that to deny your opponent their schemes as well. So it, you do that with the herder. I I don't I don't think the slop hauler does it, but he might. I can't. I don't use the slop hauler that much. But Dixon likes the slop hauler, so maybe I'll have to give I that do. a try. I love the slop hauler literally for the three things that I told you about. It's just he's a great support model. He he can travel with pigs. Like it, it's a fantastic model. And randomly he can pop out a, a piglet too. <laughs> Stuff piglets. Yeah, Sammy getting even better. Stuff piglets everywhere. Dude, that model, I don't think it's ever sucked. I don't think it that hasn't. But has the bonus, but the bonus last GG was pretty useless, just because there weren't as many scheme markers. Now there's gonna be okay. scheme markers like everywhere, dude. Yeah. No, and and again, her ability to like potentially just like bury somebody. Oh, that's so, that's gonna be so funny. Yeah, I, I'm pretty excited to be back playing Bayou. I'm glad I made the switch because this GG I think is gonna be. Good for Bayou because I think anytime killing is not a huge incentive, Bayou gets a little buff because Bayou is just, I love them. But just like when I played Somer the other day in the store, sometimes your gremlins just die because <laughs> their stats aren't great. They're kind of easy to hit sometimes. And uh, and yeah, Bayou gremlins die. So anytime killing's not an incentive, I think that's a benefit to Bayou. And some of your fighty crews got a little nerf because now it's like, yeah, you can fight if you want, but is that going to score your points? <laughs> yeah, I, I still will keep them around because of raid. Raid is, you know, still beat the crap out of each other. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because if I mean, you can always go to the tried and true of 
you know, the best way to deny your opponent points is just to kill all their models. <laughs> also true. So it's it's something that you can still do. It's not something that's like, oh, you just... Like, that's a thing, though. Like, you can still kill stuff, but GG3, this heavy schemers really struggled to be brought because it's like, oh, you're going to die to all these heavy hitters, and there's not that many schemes that focus on dropping scheme markers and all this. Uh, Silhouettes gain more value. That's always good, right? Yeah, I mean, I think so. So... A lot of cool stuff going on with this, but I I don't know, Dixon, what are your general thoughts kind of after we sum, sum that all up and kind of nerd it out for a second? There's too much for my tiny brain. There's too many. <laughs> yeah, this one's <laughs> going to go out quick just because I know people are excited to hear stuff about the new G, which I feel bad because uh, Grizzled and I did that, and you, we did that uh, uh, Sandeep episode, yeah, and yeah. it kind of keeps getting pushed back because of Big Hat and now this. Yeah, I, pro- yeah, yeah. I promise it'll be next week. My oh my god, dude! I'm telling you right now, it, this is great. I, I'm just so happy right now. But like, there's so much. There's there just is. so much to go through. There is because now you got to kind of reevaluate what you can bring and what's going to be good. And yeah, it's exciting to uh, to try this out for sure. So I think we're gonna leave it there. This is gonna be a quick one just to kind of get our general just initial interpretation down and initial thoughts. And I, I think I think a lot of people are excited by this. I think Weird did a good job with this one. Yeah, I no no negative notes. I, I can't see something that I didn't find useful or good or like everything was like on point. Yeah, it wasn't like last gaining grounds where I saw a public demo and I was like, what the F is this game? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. So no public demos, that was good. Yep. Alright, well I think with that being said, yeah, I think we're just gonna leave it there. Make sure that you guys Go ahead and flip cards, flip tables, and we'll talk to you all next time.